0: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast brought to you by Social Media Examiner. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Joe Polizzi and we're going to explore social tokens. Yes, you heard that right, Social tokens. And you might not understand completely what they are, but let's just say that they represent potentially the future of social and the future of business. And I'm going to be joined by my really, really good friend, Joe. You're going to love this episode. I think it's going to be very eye opening for you. And by the way, if you want to reach me, I am at Stelsner on Instagram. And if you're new to the podcast, be sure to follow this show because we've got some great stuff coming your way. Do you wish there was an easier way to track and analyze your social activities? Imagine effortlessly tracking your reach and engagement across Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok. What if you could easily spot changes and proactively modify your social strategy? What could that make possible? This is the power of Iconosquare. Iconosquare saves you time and money by managing all your social activities and tracking key social metrics in visual charts so you can finally persuade your boss or clients that your efforts are working. Presented in one centralized dashboard, Iconosquare enables you to make data-driven decisions so you can plan your organic and paid strategy with complete confidence. You owe it to yourself to check out our sponsor, Iconosquare. As a listener of the Social Media Marketing Podcast, you qualify for an exclusive offer. Visit iconosquare.com SME for a free 30-day trial and a 30% discount if you stick with the platform. Again, visit iconosquare.com SME. You support this show by checking out our sponsors. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Joe Polizzi.
1: Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide.
0: Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Joe Polizzi. If you don't know who Joe is, you need to know Joe. He's the author of Content Inc., founder of The Tilt, a media site focused on helping content creators become content entrepreneurs. He's also the founder of the Content Marketing Institute and Content Marketing World, and he's host of the Content Inc. podcast and co-host of the This Old Marketing Podcast. Joe, welcome back to the show for like the seventh
1: time. Is it, oh man, number seven. I am honored, my friend. Thank you for having me. And I need a shorter bio.
0: Well, you know, I originally was shorter, but I had to throw some stuff in there because if people don't know the tilt and all that stuff, they're going to know content marketing world. They're going to know content marketing Institute. So Joe made an exit from that and he's into his next adventure. But before we go there, just a real quick intro that today, Joe and I are going to explore social tokens and what they mean for the future of business. And Joe, why don't you share a little bit about how the heck you got into social tokens? Start wherever you want to start.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you brought up Content Marketing Institute. For all the content creators listening to this, it might be of value. I mean, I, my wife and I own Content Marketing Institute. We had an exit in 2016. We sold, at least for the initial sales price, of a, a little less than $18 million. And then we had three years after that of earnouts. I was out of CMI by the end of 17. So 2018 took sabbatical year, wrote a novel, The Will to Die, did pretty well. I was on my way, Mike, as you know, to becoming a novelist. I was out of the game entirely. And then COVID hit and everything changed for a lot of people. But for me in particular, I started to um, get emails. So this is in March, April of 2020. Right. I started to get a bunch of emails from people listening to my podcast, Content Inc., that was dead for a year. They were contacting me. They said, Joe, you know, is I'm listening to Content Inc., is this model still something I can look at? A lot of people that were pinging me, you know, they were looking for jobs. They were struggling. They wanted something different. I reached out to McGraw-Hill, who published Content Inc., and I said, are you seeing any weird things? Because I'm getting a lot of emails and a lot of direct messages from people about Content Inc. Is this still a thing? And they said, yeah, it's weird. We're seeing a tick up in people purchasing this. And I wrote that thing back in 2015. Hmm. So I said, okay, uh, that's enough for me. I think we've got enough information. Let's go forward. And I said, okay, I'll I'll rewrite Content Inc. McGraw-Hill said, great, let's do another version and I just started to feel, figure out how can I be the most helpful and started just do a bunch of research. I was already into Bitcoin and Ethereum. So this back in 2017, I got into Bitcoin. And then I found out about this thing called social tokens in October of 2020. And I went, as you know, it, it, that happens, I went way down the rabbit hole into what are social tokens and creator coins and is this a thing. And basically, you know, social tokens as a, somebody's personal cryptocurrency, could this be part of the model? So basically I'm writing content, like I said, like, I need to put some of this into the book. I think this is a new business model Ah. outside of all the other things. So I actually snuck it into the book a little bit, but I, you know, that was done. I had to to get everything shipped to them by January, uh, February. And I'm like, ah, there's just so much going on. So, you know, Into 2021, I said, if I'm going to really learn about this thing, I've got to go all in. I've got to figure this thing out. So we launched our own social token, Tiltcoin, on the Rally Network in in March. And ever since then, I've been trying to figure this thing out, experimenting, because the new business, as you said, the Tilt, it's all about helping content creators figure out how to create a business model that works, be financially sustainable. So I'm like, if I don't create this thing and do this and do all the wrong things and practice, if you will, then how can I teach people whether or not it's a good thing?
0: Yeah. So just to clarify a little bit of the story. So the Content Marketing Institute was more focused on the mid to large size brands, right? And the tilt and the stuff that you're doing with Content Inc. is focused on the smaller individuals or smaller entities and that's kind of distinguished now. You seem to be focused on the creator, right? Which is the writer or the YouTuber or the TikToker or the blogger or the podcaster. Am I close to accurate on that?
1: That's right. Yeah. Content Marketing Institute, we targeted marketers at very large companies. Right. So for as you know, for Content Marketing World, we had 30 of the Fortune 100 that would attend right. marketers. It's, and now, so this is the tilt and everything I'm doing now is all focused on the entrepreneur absolutely content creator entrepreneur
0: perfect so i remember hearing about social tokens mostly because of clubhouse to be honest with you because you know i started into clubhouse in around december of 2020 and into early 2021. And, you know, there were all these rooms talking about all this crypto stuff. And I was like, what the heck is all this, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Jeremiah Oying started like evangelizing uh, social tokens to me. I didn't understand what it was. I don't know if you had a connection through Jeremiah to get your token or not, but, you know, it is really, really fascinating. So really what we're here to talk about today for the rest of this podcast is, first of all, why should anybody listening right now even care about a social token, then we're gonna talk about what they are. Because in my personal feeling, like I don't think anybody cares about what something is until they understand why something matters. Yep. Let's start with the why. And not everybody listening here is a content creator. We've got marketers who work for small businesses, who work for mid who work for large, we have got entrepreneurs that do not create content. We've got all that stuff. So why first, let's start with the why.
1: The why is is that now an audience base can do more than just be a part of the community and be an audience member, they can actually own a piece of something. So it's really about ownership in my opinion, Mike, whether that's NFTs when you're talking about owner, owning something, a non-fungible token NFT or an FT fungible token, owning a somebody's social token. That's the difference because now a community can really be part of something more than just give me some great content. I'll t- take the value, I'll join your membership program, I'll do whatever. Well, in this case now, it is a decentralized thing. So if you or I issue a social token, our own personal cryptocurrency, and we deliver it, whatever, for whatever reason, we either give it to them for free or they purchase it, they own it. They can do whatever they want with it. I can't take it back. This is a different thing because you, you and I, if we start a membership program back two years ago, we could stop that anytime. We can do whatever, right? We could set all the rules. But in this case... They actually own that token and it has some value and we could talk about all the different ways to do it. But I think that's the differentiator. So if you look into the future, if you're a marketer listening to this, if you're an entrepreneur, if you believe in something like there will be a metaverse, the metaverse is really about people owning things in a digital form. You know, I own this water bottle in front of me. I can own a Diet Coke. I can own a stapler. Well, in the digital environment, I can own all sorts of things. I can own artwork at a virtual gallery. I can own a weapon that I can take from one video game to another. This is; These are all things that are starting to happen.
0: Yeah, let's back up the train a little bit and give, some, give people a little bit of a history lesson. So Web1 started in the 90s and it was text and photos, right? And we're talking about Netscape, Yahoo and Flickr, right? So everybody can think of those brands, right? Netscape was the browser of the time that brought you access to text and pictures. Yahoo was the directory. Flickr was where you put your pictures, right? Web 2.0 became really peer-to-peer and social, right? that's where you've got like Skype and wow, you can do video conferences with anyone over the world or Amazon, right? Where you can buy and sell, you know, products or Google or Twitter, or Facebook, or even Uber, right, where you can click a button and you can have a car show up at your front door, right? The problem with Web2 is these entities became centralized powerhouses. And the truth of the matter is that Amazon can decide to list or not list your product. Google and Facebook can decide to show or not show your company page. You do not own anything on these platforms, right? On Facebook, you don't even know who all your fans are. You can't export them. You can't take them anywhere else. Or they
1: might block you. Right. Or they might kick you off the platform.
0: Yeah. Or Google just might not show you in search results and you're dead. That's right. Right. So Web3 introduces ownership and decentralization, right? So decentralization, in my mind, means all of a sudden taking the power back to the people, right? Meaning that there's no longer a single entity that has control over anything. Instead, there's just lots of individuals, just like the internet isn't controlled by any one entity, right? It's decentralized. You can't take the internet down. We understand that concept. When you add ownership into it, all of a sudden that brings in a whole new model, right? So when I think of businesses today that are doing good, I think of Coinbase, which is a peer-to-peer exchange, right? Where you can exchange crypto. I think of OpenSea, which is a peer-to-peer exchange where you can exchange nfts digital goods that's right they're still centralized okay they're not fully decentralized but we're moving towards an era where anyone can do anything and why i think everybody who's listening needs to pay attention to this is because when people own something they evangelize it don't they joe they turn into marketers by their very nature and that's something as long as it's theirs and it's always theirs until they trade it and they can trade it in an open system that's something powerful. What's your reaction to all
1: that? Well, it's interesting. Um, I think we've hit, um, I thought your explanation was great, but I, I think we've hit peak web too we hit peak centralization, which I think is a good thing. And one of the reasons I got back into this is because you see all these creators on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook groups and they feel beholden to them. It's like, how do I make my money? I have to make my money on that platform. YouTube will tell me how much they're going to pay me in advertising. That's no fair, that's no fun. And then we just recently, a few months ago, I think everyone woke up, a lot of creators woke up again and it happens all the time, when OnlyFans pretty much shut down because they changed their rules. So if you were doing not safe for work content on OnlyFans, they changed their rules and said, oh, we're not going to show if you if you're doing not safe for work stuff, you're done. It's got to be all safe stuff. Well, most of the creators on that platform do not do that kind of content like it or not. So they're all finding new places to go. Well, if they had something like a social token, like a creator coin community token, whatever you call it, they can control their own supply chain. That's a big deal. The token has changed everything with the web because, you know, the blockchain has been around for a while, but the token, the creation of the token is a new thing. You're now financializing the whole process of content creation that brings marketers in. It brings a lot of other type of creators in, a lot of other type of businesses in. That just didn't happen before. And to your point, when somebody gets a token an NFT or a social token, they feel more part of this community. And this is what I've learned. You will never find more loyalty. You will never find more evangelization that people are a part of that community. And it's more than just, I'm getting your content or, hey, I'm part of your fan club. Great.
0: Yeah, I think part of it is because it's a little bit like Kickstarter, right, where people can pool together to make something happen but it's exchangeable. It's because it's an open marketplace, right? Where you can trade these tokens for actual real currency. I think that's where it gets fascinating and these tokens go up in value. And the idea that a business could create a token and that they could do fascinating things with that token, which we're gonna talk about what you've done with that token a little bit later, I do think opens up some really fascinating marketing objectives, right? Because again, what do we all want? We want people to organically, naturally evangelize for our business right. Or share our content or any of those kinds of things. That's what we want. We also want people to feel like they're part of a community. And it seems to me that this is what social tokens is delivering. Am I close?
1: Absolutely right. I didn't believe it. You know, and in October, when I told you I was going down the rabbit hole, I'm like, what really? You know? And then I found out, oh, rock band Portugal, the man, they started a creator coin called PTM for their community. That's interesting. Actor Terry Cruz, he started his own cryptocurrency. That's interesting. But until you actually do it, and that's why it's hard to for me to evangelize more than I am and talk to people and say, wow, I've never found. I mean, I've been building audiences my entire life. You know, this. 20 years I've been in this industry. I've never seen anything like this when somebody just has one token, one of your social tokens, one of your creator coins, they will speak it from the rooftops about how amazing this is because you've given them access to something that they actually had to do something. So they had to do something or they had to invest in something or buy something to get access to whatever it is. And we'll talk about what those different things are. But that's, that's the real difference. And that's why they share it more. And that's why you see these, a lot of these meme tokens grow so fast because people are like, oh, I feel like I'm part of something. Yeah, This is a movement. Right. And maybe that's a better way to put it. It can become a movement. And a lot of people don't realize that.
0: So let's define what the heck is a social token now that we've under, hopefully we've helped everybody understand the value proposition of something like this. What is it? How do you define it? And specifically, how do they work?
1: So first of all, definitions or terms, creator coin, social token, community tokens, all the same thing. People can't make up their mind on what they want to call it, but we need to put it out there because don't get confused. So if you say a social token is a personal cryptocurrency that a creator or an entity will develop and it helps them run their own virtual economy. So just like the United States has the dollar and France has you know the euro now, a podcaster or a YouTuber or a Twitch streamer or TikTok star can have their own currency. So that's, and it's on the blockchain. Generally, most social tokens are on the Ethereum blockchain. You can pick other ones, but most of them seem to be on the Ethereum blockchain. And you have to pick a major one because, so for example, for Tilcoin, for our own currency, we are a side chain of Rally, which is a side chain of Ethereum. So it gets a little bit complicated and technical, and we can talk about that later. But you have your own fungible token, And that's what's different. We probably should, do you want to talk a little bit about NFTs versus FTs?
0: Well, let's just say fungible means that they're all of equal value, okay?
1: That's right. They're all the same.
0: Every single token is worth the same value as all the others. So that means fungible. So how do they work? I mean, like, tell us a little bit about how these tokens work.
1: We talked about, oh, we want to create our own mini economy. You have to create as a owner. What is the value of these things going to be? And that's the great thing about a creator. You can dictate what that value is. There's a lot of... People that do some strange things with social tokens. I mean, I know there's a couple creators that basically say, "Hey, I'm going to create a social token for me, and if you buy my token, uh, you'll have 10 percent, or I'll split up 10 percent of the future value of me, and you'll fund me going to Europe or whatever the case is, right? Or moving. And so there's some weird things like that. But if you look at most of creators, what they're doing, they're using it for access. So think about a fan club. So think about, okay, if somebody has so many tokens, they get access to very special content experiences or different experiences that they wouldn't get any other way. So it can be thought of like a membership program, like a rewards program. But again, back to your point, why wouldn't you just launch a membership program? The difference is they actually own the thing. They can gain more access by getting more of it or they can just sell out of it and say, I'm done with this community and I'm going to exchange it for dollars.
0: Okay. So let's pause for a second. This is good. And I want to come back to this, but I want to help people wrap their brain around how these tokens work. Cause they're not getting like a certificate in the mail. Nope. They're not getting actual money. They're not getting a physical object at all. Right. So explain that side of it. Like when you buy something normally, like if you invest in a stock on the stock market, you know what I mean? You've got ultimately a stock certificate you could get somewhere. Right. But help explain, like if I bought, you know, a hundred dollars in tilt coin? How does that work? What do I yep. get? You know, what does that mean?
1: So you have to have some kind of a digital wallet to buy any kind of coin. Some coins you can buy through your own MetaMask wallet. You can buy on a different type of exchange like a Coinbase. So you could have a Coinbase wallet. If you're going to buy Tilt Coin, you have to have a Rally wallet. So basically you go to Rally.io, you sign up, you create your own wallet, and then you've got 300 plus different creators that you can decide, hey, I'm going to put $10 into Tiltcoin. Great. You go ahead and get that. And then you look at your digital wallet after you sign in and there's your, it'll say it's worth this much money, (laughs) $10, whatever the amount of tokens that you can get for that.
0: How does the increase and decrease in value of these tokens work? Explain that a little bit, especially on the creator side.
1: Yeah, so basically all coins or all tokens are set up with some rules. You could call them a smart contract. So, for example, I know the most about ours. So when we launched uh, Tiltcoin on the Rally network, we knew that there would never be more than 210,000 coins. That's the way Rally set that up. up. Okay. So what happens is is when we launched, we launched at about 90,000 total coins, knowing that we had another 120,000 to go created, then that would fill demand. And that's the only reason why they do that. And they have to do it that way because it's very illiquid. I mean, it's not, you don't have a thousand people trading these things. You'll have a trade maybe every couple hours by somebody buying something or selling something.
0: How do you determine the value at launch? Do they have a recommended value or how does that work?
1: They have a recommend, yeah. I mean, I don't know how complicated you want to get, but Rally has a couple different, uh, they call it token curves. Okay. So, yeah, so we were on the lower level curve, like I would call it a regular person curve and yeah. say, hey, well, no, we're going to launch with a 210 cap." And how much were your tokens when you launched? When we launched, they were $0.34 cents per coin on March 4th of this year. That's when we launched.
0: And how much are they now?
1: Right now, as we're talking, they are $31.19.
0: So they've gone up like 100 times or something crazy like that.
1: So they've gone up a lot, yes. That's Uh, (laughs) right. Yes, they've gone up a lot.
0: You're built on top of a a service called Rally, which taps into something called Ethereum. And we're not going to get into the technicalities of it. But the good news about this is it allows you to get your coins and trade them for other creator coins that are on the rally network and then ultimately trade those in for rally coins and then sell those on the open marketplace. I mean, that's kind of the
1: gist of it, right? That's right. And we decided to go with Rally because most of the people in our community had no clue about cryptocurrency at all. Right. I mean, they don't have a digital wallet. A lot of them don't even have any kind of Coinbase account. So, how do you get your community involved? So, we're like, okay, Rally is good. You can sign up, it's an email sign up, and you can use a credit card. Too. You can use a credit card. Yeah. You can use a credit card. Yep. So, that's it. And you can't use a credit card on some of these other platforms. And by the way, you can decide to go with a rally platform or a roll platform that will help you and will move you along. And I don't know the tech aspect of it like you like right. we've talked about, Mike, but at least they can get you up and running and something. But if you want to do it yourself, you can do it yourself. But there's a there's a lot of work involved. And the self-service options, in my opinion, aren't there quite yet.
0: And the one you're called you're talking about is tryroll.com, which is a competitor to rally. So getting back to like what they can make possible. Sure. So you can build a fan club, right? And let's just talk about that. What have you seen others doing with that? Do they give people rewards for taking actions or something? Or do they buy into the fan club? I'm just curious what people are doing with that kind of a philosophy.
1: Yeah, so first of all, they've said, what are the rules involved with this? So, for example, Ali Straza was one of the first coins out there. And she said, OK, well, if you get so much of my Alley coin, then you get a part of a very exclusive Discord group that, you know, you and 30 other people can communicate with me and you have 100 percent access to me anytime. Uh-huh. And if you're a big fan of Ally, that's great, right? I can ping Allie whatever I want. This is fantastic. So a lot of creators do that. And I love that aspect of it. So Portugal the Man, the, I think they they want a Grammy somewhere along the line. So their music group, they have the same thing. So what happens is if you have so many Portugal the Man PTM tokens and you go to a concert, you basically get like VIP access. So that's part of it as well. So that's what's wonderful. You have these online virtual experiences and then you also have access to things in real life as well if you decide to do that. And that's the thing, the creator can set all these things up as long as you make it a central part of your business model as a creator, which we can talk about. This is, this is the, one of the most critical things because some people do, hey, I'm going to do a social token as a side thing. That's great. I'll do a little rewards program. That's awesome. I'll sell consulting around it. They can pay coin, whatever. But I've what I've seen is that if you don't take it as a full-time thing and you don't commit to it, people know that. People know. You're doing it as a part-time gig. It's not really a thing. There's not enough value there. And people don't pay a little bit more and they don't see the value of of additional access.
0: Well, and it's just like any kind of program. You have to put marketing behind it. You have to obviously develop some sort of a long-term strategy behind this, which I think is a great transition. We should transition into into everything you've done with yours. Like, let's just drill in, man. So how did you start the launch of your social token? What was your plan in the beginning?
1: Luckily, we were number 74 token to launch on the Rally platform. So I went down the rabbit hole with each of the models and I said, OK, there's some successful ones like PTM and Rally. What are they or And um, Alleycoin. What are they doing? And then I saw some ones that I'm not going to mention that were just floundering and doing nothing. And I'm like, OK, what's the difference?
0: And you could tell because their value of their coin was dropping. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. Way more sells than buys. There was nothing happening. Or the worst thing is, is nothing would happen. I see. Like just nothing. (laughs) It's like, oh, that's horrible. What are they not even using this? Did they decide to to go another direction? So I started to look at that.
0: Well, and by the way, for anybody who wants to look at it, then go to rally.io and they can look at all the creators and rank order them, which is probably what you did. And you just looked at the ones that had the most market cap. And that's how you researched it. Am I right?
1: looked at the ones that had the most market cap and I wanted to look, Mike, at the ones that had the most coin holders. Ah, okay, all right. Because I think that's important. And you could look at them right now, decide to go there and you can see it by market cap, but also look at by market cap and then look at by the amount of coin holders and what's happening with those. Because some of the small coins just have, they have a couple whales that may be buying a lot and it pumps up the price. And I'm not interested in that. I want to see a lot of activity from a lot of different people.
0: Part of the reason I have Joe on today is not just because he's an old friend, but because he happens to have the largest market cap, uh, either first or second on all of rallies. So listen carefully to what he's talking about. <laughs> well, so you're researching all these people and you're noticing what the successors are doing, the successful ones, right? And then what?
1: So here's the benefit. You and I talked about this. Here's the, was the benefit. We did not launch the tilt until after we launched the coin. Now, I had an audience before then.
0: Oh, you launched the coin before you launched,
1: launched your the coin before. OK, Why? The reason why is, I, and actually I wanted to launch it simultaneously because I wanted to make this the central part. I wanted to do, be the test case. I said, let's do this. So Tiltcoin is the center of everything we do. We're going to build this economy. People say you can use social tokens to build your mini economy. Well, let's do this. Let's see if it works. And the ones that were were broken, in my opinion, Mike, they just ran them as side projects. Oh, we're going to do this little thing over here. But they did not integrate it into their normal business model of a creator. They were still selling their Twitch subscriptions. They were still selling their merch separately in regular you know, dollar currency, if you will. Uh, they were still selling their membership programs with currency. So which is fine. I don't have a problem with it. There's lots of different ways to make money.
0: How did you evangelize, Joe, this thing that was foreign to obviously your entire audience? So what the heck did you do?
1: So upon launch, so basically when we launched uh, in early April, The Tilt, The Tilt is a two times a week email newsletter to content creators. And as soon as we launched, we integrated it and said, okay, if you sign up for The Tilt, you get five dollars in Tiltcoin for just signing up.
0: So it was like a sign up bonus. Where other people would give PDFs of reports like what we do. You're giving basically free currency. That's right. To anyone who signs up. And how much did you say it was $5 of the Tilt?
1: $5. Just $5. Yeah.
0: That was a lot of Tilt in the early days then, I guess.
1: That was a ton of Tilt. <laughs> that was that would be like $175 now Wow, in Tilt if we were doing that.
0: Okay. So I would imagine most people didn't even know what it meant. Right. So like, no. were, were people like, what the heck is tilt? Were they asking these questions? I mean, what-
1: absolutely. I had to educate the entire, so basically you have to create a lot of educational materials. What is this? What are we doing? I mean, we had talked about it on the podcast. We talked about it in the newsletter, so they know what's going on. I mean, cause they're like, what, you know, they see it at the bottom of the newsletter. Hey, you can get free tilt just for signing up. And if you Share this with somebody else and refer because we've got our whole referral engine set up to this whole thing. If they refer out, they get $5 for every referral as well. So we have people that have now thousands of dollars in Tiltcoin because they've shared out the newsletter with a bunch of people. So, and they're really, you know, they've got full, they're VIP members of our community to do that. But we had to educate. So I would say, let's go back three months in. So I'll go, I'll take you back to June and July, Mike. Still had a lot of education. Still, you know, you had had what maybe 15, 20 people that were really big believers in this and they got it. Everyone else, I'm um, working through. So the the process that we work is get somebody to sign up, you get five dollars until get somebody to refer, you get five dollars. And then we want them to sign up and go over to our Discord channel. So that is where you activate your tilt coin into the different membership levels.
0: Why did you choose Discord?
1: To be honest, because Discord and Rally work really well with each other,
0: that's it. Okay, well, explain a little bit more about that. There's some sort of integration. Is that what I'm hearing you say?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, what would you have other options? You could have your own. There's a lot of different own channels out there that you could create your own community. You could use Telegram. You could do whatever. We decided to use this Discord, and at the time, I mean, my kids were using Discord. I didn't I mean it's a gamer platform. It's very, very rudimentary.
0: And describe Discord to people that are not on there, because I would imagine most social marketers, when they hear Discord, they're not thinking that that's a big social platform that they pay attention to, because like you said, it's mostly gamers and some of uh, what they call crypto native folk,
1: right? That's right. Crypto native folk are gamers. And what happens is, so, so my son, for example, he's a big Valorant gamer and he has a multiple Discords that are basically little communities, little discussion forums that people go in and they talk about Valorant all the time. So every game that's out there right now that you can think about has a Discord server attached to it. And when I say server, that's like a discussion forum. That's what they call them. So we created our own Tilt. Discord server so that we could create these different levels. So basically, you know, first of all, you get in. Hey, welcome. You're and People don't even know what they're doing. They're like, I just joined Discord. What is this? That you have a little tutorial. Hey, here's where you're at. Here's what you can do. You can ask questions. You can respond to questions. Don't do anything nasty or we'll kick you off you know, that's basically rules of a regular.
0: And for those that aren't on discord, it's just like good old fashioned forums, really. There's nothing special about it. You can do private messaging, right? That's right. And you have these different discussion forums. There are some bots that are built into it that can automate some stuff is my understanding. Is that correct?
1: That's right. Yeah. And and you need to, you know, do a little work. It's not crazy, but if you have a pretty decent IT person, you can set these things up. For example, if you're, in, and maybe we've done this before, but if you're in the Tilt server and I want to send you coin, I can do it directly from Discord. I don't have to go into that. I just say, send at Mike Stelsner 15. Oh, okay. cool. Immediately send you $15 in Tilt coin. Oh,
0: that's done. Cool. Very cool. It's
1: fantastic. It's great because we do weekly raffles uh, for anyone that has tilt club status, which is you own one tilt coin. Then you get into our weekly raffle and then people win $25 in tilt coin a week. So anyways, that's just. So
0: backing up the strategy in the beginning, you used your coin, your social token as a reward for people taking action, like signing up for your newsletter and or possibly join. I mean, some people probably could have it as a reward for joining the Discord community, but you used it also for referrals if X number of people referred. Do you continue to do that today? And if so, have you learned anything along the way? And what do you recommend to people that are maybe going to go down this path when it comes to using them as a reward?
1: Yes. It's so funny. I've probably talked to seven or eight rally creators about our email process, which is the home run. Right. I think we were the first to integrate the coin, the token in with a referral system. We use Sparkloop as our referral system in with ConvertKit, which is our email system. It's all integrated together so that we could automate this process and they could you could track how many referrals in this whole thing. That was the key because a lot of people don't even want to gift it to them. They're like, what is this? You're going to send me Tiltcoin? What is that? Is it you made this up? Is it (laughs) like they're just looking at me weird? I'm like, no, I'll really send it to you. But if you you say, oh, part of getting the newsletter, you get Tiltcoin. They're like, oh, that's interesting. And they actually, you know, sign up and do the whole thing. That was the key, that integration and making it worth this. So that's the one thing we learned. Now, there's a couple downsides One downside is when you do this, you get some people that will see an opportunity and they will take full advantage of it. So we've had some people in mostly other countries, not mostly not the United States, but a couple other countries that have rounded up groups of people to sign up for the Tilt newsletter and then they coordinate and they've been trying to make thousands of dollars by referring (laughs) referring a bunch of people to the Tilt and then cashing out.
0: Ah, gamification, huh? Fascinating. Yes. You can probably eventually set a cap on it and just say you only get this much if you referred five or more and then you're done. You know what I mean?
1: We've been looking at all those. What we actually do now is because we got the referral system is we track IP and we're tracking IP and we're trying to see any suspicious behavior. And now we can catch it. Like we've got another one going on right now that we just have to catch it. So we either have to say, look, we're going to keep catching it or we're actually going to have to say, look, you can't do more than five referrals a week because so when somebody comes in with 300 referrals, you're like, whoa, there's a problem. That's not normal. Now, <laughs> Unless Morning Brew just sent it out. So you know? right
0: right now, Rally is the platform. Rally or the role platform that we talked about are really the ones that kind of make it easy and painless without a lot of engineering work because they're kind of, if you will, centralized systems yes. that connect Web 2 and Web 3 into this new world, Right. And then they integrate, as you mentioned, with other technology like Discord, right? Which allows you to have that community component. However, my guess is, and you probably would agree with this, that it's just a matter of time before there is a true decentralized social kind of tokenomics, if you will. Somebody's going to come out with something that's going to enable people to more easily do this than today. And even you know, you and I were even talking about how there was some manual work in the beginning where you had to figure out how to get, you still have, people still have to go and set up an account on Rally, right? I mean, like, don't they?
1: Multiple steps. There's still multiple steps.
0: Yeah. So it's complicated. We're here early, everybody. Very, very early. I mean, there's only what, 150 social tokens on Rally right now or something? There's not. Uh,
1: I think there's 300 now. Okay. I think there's 300, but still a low number.
0: It's very early, very, very early. So, you're also trading in your tokens for other things like your time. I've seen this at least in the past. So tell us about the different kinds of things you've done with the tokens, because it's not just, hey, I'm going to give you tokens. You can also use tokens to trade uh, for things or buy things from you. Is that correct?
1: Exactly. So there's access and purchase. So this is the two things you can talk about. So first of all, if you have a certain level of Tiltcoin, you get access to things. So let's say, for example, you have five and you you already do. So you, you're in Tilt5 Club. You have five Tiltcoin every month. You get an exclusive content drop, a report, uh, some kind of a video, something that's exclusive just to those people. Great. Exclusive content. If you were v- tilt VIP and you had 20 Tiltcoin, then you get free education from anything we do ever. Like, you don't ever have to pay for any education that we offer.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: I'll give you an example. We just launched our content entrepreneurship one-on-one course. It's $349. Ah. That's by the way, then another thing that you can use Tiltcoin to buy. Okay. So absolutely, we've got that all integrated.
0: So if you got in early, then that's a way to trade
1: it, right? That's right. Exactly. You could trade it in. But so you can make a decision. You can say, I'm going to buy this one course, or I'm going to buy 20 t- or get up to whatever through different methods, get up to 20 t- coin, and I get the course for free. And the next course that we launch next quarter, and the next course that we launch after that.
0: Ah, uh, I see.
1: So that's part of, you know, we wanted to make that valuable. You're early. And, and by the way, a lot of those VIPs were really early. They got in when right. uh, I had to spend $100 and now I'm into to this VIP. Right. But we've been anything that we offer. For example, you want to sign copy of Content Inc, great. You can use Tiltcoin to buy that. You, We got a whole merch store. You want to buy a shirt, hat, sweatshirt, whatever. You can use Tiltcoin to do that. So we're creating our own little economy.
0: Well, weren't, weren't you selling your time too? Weren't you selling like $500 for the Tiltcoin would give you an hour with Joe or something like that? At some point, I swear I saw that. You tried that, didn't you?
1: There are a lot of rally Coin creators that do that. I do not do that. I do not do time. Okay, got it. Yes, we do things. Um, we do sponsorships. You want to buy a sponsorship on our newsletter, you can pay for it with Tiltcoin. Okay. And we've had a lot of people do that. So that's fantastic. We've had one podcast sponsor that sponsored this old marketing. Great. You want to use Tiltcoin, whatever. And for we just launched our event, you know, CEX Creator Economy Expo. And we've had a number of people use Tiltcoin to purchase that pass. And by the way, this is crazy. I think we're the only company that's ever done this. And you tell me if I'm wrong, Mike. This week, we opened registration for CEX, our show, and we had people buy access through an NFT, our never-ending tickets, through social tokens, till coin, and through regular dollars. Three different types of currency. I don't think that's ever happened. I mean, you tell me. It's crazy.
0: I don't know if it's happened, but I'm sure it's going to become normal in the future.
1: That's, I think it is. I think we're the test case it's happening. I could see five, six, seven, eight realistically right now. Cause we use move Brian Clark's coin move currency as well. So four different types of currency in the first week <laughs> for a show. It's nuts.
0: So what have you learned? I mean, I know you've been doing this even, you know, we're recording this in December, so you haven't even been doing this for like nine months or something like that. Right. What are some like suggested tips or warnings, if you will, to people that are about to go down this road? Like what can we learn from your mistakes and, or your successes?
1: So first of all you have to think long term. This is something where you have to be in the years plus because my personal even though it's Tiltcoin if when you go to rally it says at Joe Polizzi. it's my coin. My reputation's on the line. People need to trust me. And that's this is the whole thing. This is this is the trust economy as much as anything. Because if they don't trust me, they're not going to purchase Tilt. They're not going to think that I'm going to keep up my end of the bargain with How I'm setting up these membership levels so that's really really important the second thing is you have to look at your roadmap and your business model with your coin in mind that has to be primary I think when you and I talked initially I was we were talking about hey social media examiner and your model and the whole thing it's very difficult I would imagine it would be very difficult for you to switch out a lot of the things that you're doing you're very successful to switch that out with coin it's definitely possible but it's harder to do And a lot of people that with existing successful businesses, they only go halfway and you can't go halfway. You have to look at everything because, for example, we launch an event and they're not allowed to use Tiltcoin. We're going against everything we've said. We've said that you can use this to buy anything you want to. So we have to make sure that we keep that going. That's another learning that I would have.
0: You have to really educate people, obviously, because this is something that's foreign to the majority of your audience. Right. I mean, like you probably had to go out of your way to really help people consistently understand what the heck this thing is, right?
1: All the time, every second. By the way, just cryptocurrency is still foreign. I mean, and, and our community, I'd say, is mostly like they're creators, but they're a little bit older, a little bit more experienced. They're, they haven't been involved in Web3. This is not a crypto community. So everyone, I've had individual conversations with thousands of people just to say, here's what's going on and here's what you should think about and here's what's good and here's what's bad and those types of things. Any pros and cons to the Discord side of things? Well, you know, I'm not one for rented land. Right. So I don't like anything that I can't control because Discord can change the rules in a second. They could say, Joe, you and Tilt Server, you're banned tomorrow. And I don't like that. Now I do like the fact that basically the token is like an opt-in subscription. If you have a token you own a token, I have access to that information on the back end, which is fantastic. It's like one of the greatest opt-in subscriptions ever. So I can play with the downside of Discord from that standpoint. The other downside is my community, none of my community was on Discord.
0: So there's a learning curve there too.
1: I have to not only get them on Rally for the first time, I've got to get them on Discord for the first time. Like, geez. They're like, come on, Joe, can't you like use platforms (laughs) that I normally use? No, I'm sorry. We can't. This is brand new.
0: Tell me a little bit about where you think all of this is going, like just look into the future a few years and talk about Web3 a little bit and just tell everyone why they ought to pay attention.
1: Well, the good news is, is I think what you're going to see in 2022 is a lot of big companies are going to change their rewards programs over into tokenized programs. So instead of having target perks or whatever targets program is and I get points that I can use, I think they're going to trade have those be tokens, and those tokens that I can use uh, to to purchase experiences, to purchase more product and service, or I can actually trade out of it. Mm. I think you're going to see a lot of that happen. So you, as you see, you know, you, you've seen the Nikes of the world and the Marriotts so of the world. they are launch in NFTs and whatever. They haven't really dabbled in social tokens yet, but 2022 will be the year. So, so that's from that standpoint. I think that's important. I don't know how fast this is going to go. It seems like it was seven years ago we launched this, like it's, it's just crypto time just seems to move so fast. This There's a thing with this ownership. It is a thing. So this is the fourth company I've launched, fourth different type of audience. But I've never seen this type of loyalty or this excitement. And I don't think it's just because we're talking about content creation. I've talked about content creation in every one of the other communities. What's different about this one? There's something going on here. So you're going to see that evolve into, we've already seen some uh, DAOs, Decentralized Autonomous Organizations, which run on tokens, which basically are like collectives, co-owned collectives that are governed by a group of people. And you're going to have creators that are going to make decisions on maybe they want to launch their media company as a DAO. That's the thing. Maybe if you have a new Kickstarter initiative, Kickstarter just will announce that they're getting into the token arena. So this is going to be a thing that the, you want to raise some money. You could do it by tokens. So this is already a thing.
0: And I think it's going to be a lot easier for people to have their own tokens down the road for sure in the next year. Like today, there's a very complicated process you've got to go through. But I would not be surprised if there's a lot of venture money right now going into lots of different entities that are going to be building the next, if you will, open source, decentralized Discord kind of um, centralized area where people can communicate with each other and where all those integrations will happen. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be a day where anyone can have a token, just like there was a day where anyone could have a blog and anybody could have a YouTube channel. I'm confident this is coming very soon. What do you think about that?
1: No, no, absolutely. I mean, and the great thing about it is, is that you can still do your YouTube thing, your Twitch thing, your other platform thing. But the thing is, the token can move. The token is everywhere. The token is, it basically solves the, the creator supply chain issue because we have that, that token. That's a thing. It's going to get a lot easier. There's going to be 10 more discords out there that do this. You're absolutely right. There's going to be an easier way to set this up. So I would say, where are we at with social tokens right now? I would say we're probably like 2015 Bitcoin. I was to say, remember how hard it was to get Bitcoin back then? Like, I didn't even know. I heard about it. And I'm like, how do I get it? I don't know. Do I have to mine it?
0: Well, let's be clear. Social tokens weren't even a thing a year ago, okay? They weren't. If they were, they were barely a thing, you know, because Rally only launched in like February of 2021. They're the one that a lot of people are looking at right now. But still, they're a closed ecosystem. So right now you have to apply. There's a very long process to get in. Not everyone gets selected. But the time is coming where more and more entities are going to roll out these kinds of things. I wouldn't be surprised if Coinbase comes out with something like this right now in America, at least the largest exchange.
1: We might be six months away from that happening, like a big I mean, there's to your point I already know for a fact there are billions of dollars going into this area. If you look at Real Vision run by Raul Paul, Raoul Paul is one of the leading thought leaders in crypto. You ask him, what's the next thing? We had Bitcoin, we had Ethereum, we had altcoins, what's the next thing? He's like, social tokens. First thing he says. Really? Yeah, because it's not just one coin, it's a million coins. You can have a coin, it's like Oprah, right? You have a coin, you get a coin, everybody gets coin. If it makes sense for your business model, and you actually can create differentiation and some amazing experiences with your audience. It's an option I think you need to look at. It's like when I'm launching a platform, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna build a loyal audience. Could I do advertising, sponsorship, events, premium content, donations, affiliate programs, subscriptions? Yes, look at all those, but you also have to say, hey, there might be something bigger here. I guess the one thing I would also say is if I'm glad here, here's where we have an advantage over other coin holders, Mike, is that I don't need this to survive from a revenue standpoint and a profit standpoint as a creator. There are creators out there that basically they have to sell their coin, their token on a regular basis to profit. And of course, that selling down there, you have more sales than buys. You're going, the price is going to dip and it hurts the other coin holders. Well, we don't have that problem. And I think if this is your number one way to make money, it's a concern right now, maybe not in the future, Mike, but I think it's a concern right now where you're continually pulling out of your token base. I would like to keep it going, keep investing into it, rebuy if you can. I think that's where you see the ones that are successful, the ones that are just saying, oh my God, I need to pay the rent. I need to pay my freelancers. They're right. going to pull out a token. That's tough. That's right, tough to do.
0: Well, social tokens or creator coins or whatever the heck you know, the futures term, we're using social tokens because we're social media marketing podcast. I like that. There's a social component to it. And I'm excited about it because I do believe that we're just at the early, early stages of what kind of business models are going to come from this. And folks, you're hearing from one of the few that are doing it well. Joe, if people want to learn more about the tilt, tilt coin, all that kind of stuff, because I'm sure they're going to want to do what you did, which is track. What the heck is Joe Polizzi doing? Where do you want to send him? Where do they go?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Go to the tilt.com uh, and check it out. We'd love you if you subscribe. And I'll tell you what, I know you got a lot of listeners. If you want to test it out, I'm at Joe Pulitzi, J-O-E-P-U-L-I-Z-Z-I. And if you want to get involved, I'll send you five dollars in tilt coin. Just send me your rally ID and just DM it to me on Twitter. That's the easiest way to do it. I'll walk you through. I guess I'm, I believe in this a lot as you do, Mike. And I just, it's almost like Bitcoin. How did Bitcoin get going? You needed more people to get involved. It's the same thing with social tokens. We just need people to get involved. If you can learn off of what we're doing, that's why we're here. So go ahead and, and reach out to me on Joe Pulizzi. Yeah.
0: All right. You guys heard it. Message Joe, P-U-L-I-Z-Z-I on Twitter. Tell him you heard him here on the social media marketing podcast and I don't know if you're going to want to do this forever, <laughs> but you want to put a deadline on this or you just want to say, let's just see what happens.
1: How Let's hu- see what happens. No, no, no. I'm happy to do it. I'm okay. happy to get you involved. All right. When you DM me on, on Twitter, I do get a lot of DMs. So yeah. when you DM me, have your rally ID ready, go to rally.io already sign up. You need your email address right. and you'll get this 32 digit crazy code. That's the code that I need. Send that to me and I will ship you off $5 until coin. And then you're on your way. <laughs> yep,
0: and then you know, folks do get on his email newsletter. He does a great job. It's a once a week newsletter, right?
1: Two times a week, Tuesday and Friday.
0: Two times a week, I find it super super valuable. Joe Polizzi, thank you so much for answering my millions of questions. I know we're a lot wiser because of it.
1: Love you, Mike. Thank you.
0: Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com dot com slash four nine three. Yes, we've done four hundred ninety three episodes of this podcast. Hey, if you're new to the show, be sure to follow us. And if you've been a longtime listener, would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelsner on Instagram. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelsner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner.